When Cody and I decided to move to the country, we kind of thought our coaching career was behind us. But it turns out that anytime we get really excited about something, we can't help but share it. That's right. And not to brag, but we have a pretty awesome relationship. (laughs) (laughs) And what we found is that a lot of that's due to very intentional practices that we've come up with. And now we're offering custom fitness, nutrition, and intimacy coaching for couples seeking transformation to reignite their spark. Become a power couple by deepening your connection while elevating your fitness together. Go to howtofittogether.com to book a call. That's howtofittogether.com. Stop setting goals. Learn the Lyceum Method to achieve more, stress less, and love all your life by Cody Limbaugh. This audiobook is being released as a weekly series on the Lyceum Network podcast. If you're new to the series, I recommend starting with episode two of the Lyceum Network. For your own copy of the Stop Setting Goals book, head over to Amazon.com and I'll put a link in the description. Thank you for listening. Now, Stop Setting Goals, the audiobook. When Goals Become Your Excuse Long-term goals can be a form of procrastination. Back when I would set a goal, I felt like I did something. It was a get-out-of-work pass to say I have this thing hanging out in the future to which I could pin my sense of accomplishment. I lived in a future that didn't exist. Sometimes I'd feel anxious about my lack of accomplishment but writing out goals and lists and step-by-step plans to succeed would put my mind at ease. Making a plan to do something isn't even close to actually doing something. I would just get ready to get ready to get ready to get ready. My goals, being pushed out to some arbitrary date in the future, would become an excuse. Like a marksman who never pulls the trigger, just ready, aim, 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 and no fire. I've since learned that it's sometimes better to shoot first, see where you hit the target, correct, and shoot again. Oftentimes, you might not even realize you're procrastinating. Goal setting can become such a crutch that we don't even realize its crippling effects. Set a goal, work backwards on determining the steps to accomplish it, Start step one, realize that there are multiple steps to step one, do research, post on social media about it, read a book about it, follow three blogs and five podcasts that deal with the topic of our goal, rework the steps, restart the steps, reset the goal because it turns out to be more complicated than anticipated. Feel like we've worked toward the goal, but we actually didn't do anything. I think humans have evolved to conserve energy. It's in our nature to procrastinate. There are some who may not, but those people are outliers. So if you beat yourself up about your bad procrastination habits, cut yourself some slack. Cramming for a school exam the night before it's due is a cliche for a reason. While I'm on the subject of school, 
I don't think the goal-oriented structure of school is the best way for everyone to learn, either. Often, the goals that structured schooling set up for us are to pass a test by memorizing some facts, figures, or structure. In the next two sections, I'll be showing you the Lyceum method that, I believe, fosters curiosity and critical thinking instead of obedience and rote memorization. Goals for groups are pointless. As I touched on earlier, goals that are outside your direct control are useless. If we attempt to set goals as a group, either as a leader or a member of the group, we are by default setting a goal that is outside anyone's direct control. If it's in someone's direct control, then it's that person's goal. If the goal belongs to everyone, then it belongs to no one. The buck must stop somewhere. At some point, some individual must have responsibility for making the goal a reality. Otherwise, the blame of the failure can be passed around infinitely from one person to the next. This is not to say a leader can't inspire a group of individuals to take certain actions. That's an obvious reality to human cultures. But there's a danger of losing credibility when you set a goal for your group that is specific, time-bound, and likely outside the direct control of any individual. The Lyceum method I'll be sharing with you is not only applicable to you as an individual, but I believe the same tactics can be applied to creating a culture within your organization that can organically lead to the fulfillment of a shared vision. Your future is not a well-lit path. So, here we are. I've outlined a few of the pitfalls that I think are inherent in traditional goal-setting. I'll be sharing further criticisms of that structure as we go, but I just cannot wait to get to the good stuff. The Lyceum method that has been such a life-changer for me. I hope this first section of the book wasn't as hard for you to get through as it was for me to write. Analyzing so much of my personal failure was a rough way to start the song. The fun part is showing what has worked for me. I love to learn, and love to provide value for others. So far, all I've done is share with you what hasn't worked for me, and some of the reasons why. Perhaps traditional goal setting is a great system for you. Maybe you've read through all these potential pitfalls and just can't relate or you disagree with my interpretation of goal-setting in general. That's okay. I'm happy that you found success with the existing tools. The Lyceum method may be a better set of tools for some people, and maybe for you. Perhaps, if you found success with SMART goals, it's because you've already implemented some of what I'm about to share. At the very least, I'll be showing you another way, a different approach for personal and professional growth that's only as well-lit as the future can be. It's a path that fosters curiosity and a habit of living in the present. It requires a willingness to step into the dark to see what's there. My methods don't pretend to be able to predict the future or guarantee certain outcomes. It may require some bravery, but at least it's honest. Shall we step into the darkness? With the first section today, when goals become your excuse, I have since learned a little bit more about brain chemistry after writing this book. 
And it's actually a real thing. If you make a list or set a goal on paper or create a vision board or something, you get some chemical rewards in the brain that are very similar to the same chemical rewards that you get from actually achieving something or working toward something. So I think I was on the right track there, or at least I better understand what I was doing before, which was kind of getting that reward system activated by set by making plans, but not really actually moving on those plans. And since then I've learned that being more action biased is actually not only a greater reward, but we'll soon discover how being action biased, if you will, or action oriented rather than goal oriented can really have some tremendous effects, not only on your progress, but just your state of mind and well-being. So I'm excited to get to that. The next section, we talked about goals for groups being pointless. Now, I always come back to things like uh, SpaceX or something, you know, obviously engineering teams working toward a common goal. That's a different scenario. And I think earlier I had already mentioned the difference between engineering goals and most personal goals. But what I'm referring to here with this whole goals for groups are pointless is that when you talk about things like political goals or societal goals or even small business goals, if somebody, some business owner or some business manager wants to put out a goal of a certain sales quota or something, it's really, you can break it down. You know, you can give a sales quota to each salesperson or whatever and try to get everyone motivated to try to hit their individual numbers, which will result in the group numbers being hit. But it's still kind of setting people up for a lack of flexibility, a lack of being able to pivot, and maybe even lack of data points. You know, uh, sometimes the success of hitting a number like that will fail to reveal issues on certain individuals' performances or performance as a team, rather than uh, putting out a vision for what the business should be, and then leading people and inspiring people through action and community. And uh, so I just, I stand by my chapter there that groups for goals are pointless, but I'm talking about outside of engineering uh, goals on that one. And then your future is not a well-lit path. And I, I'm telling you the the methods that we're going to discuss in the next section I'm really excited about. This was the end of section one. And so we're actually going to get into some nitty gritty stuff on some practices that are going to be more practices toward remaining present and learning about yourself. And I'm really excited to share it with you because the future is mysterious. But if we go into it with a sense of wonder and curiosity, I think it can set us up for a more satisfying present, you know, as that becomes our reality, rather than uh, the stress or disappointment of specific outcomes. So thanks for being with me on this journey. And I'll talk to you next time. To get your own copy of this book, or to simply leave a review for it, follow the Amazon affiliate link in the description. All of the assignment episodes will include the assignment in the description and show notes, so you can easily find them when you have time to take action. The only way to benefit from this book is to take action on the assignments. Take action on your vision and live all your life.
When Cody and I decided to move to the country, we kind of thought our coaching career was behind us. But it turns out that anytime we get really excited about something, we can't help but share it. That's right. And not to brag, but we have a pretty awesome relationship. (laughs) (laughs) And what we found is that a lot of that's due to very intentional practices that we've come up with. And now we're offering custom fitness, nutrition, and intimacy coaching for couples seeking transformation to reignite their spark. Become a power couple by deepening your connection while elevating your fitness together. Go to howtofittogether.com to book a call. That's howtofittogether.com.